been a frantic morning. Has it? Yes, because I woke up like... Sometimes Tara has like stomach issues or something. She goes in the other room to sleep. So I woke up and it was like I had the whole bed to myself and I had mm. every pillow she didn't take. And it's like, here's the thing. When I sleep next to Tara, I, st- I stay very still and I don't bother her. I'm always like, am I like bumping you in the middle of the night? Because as soon as she leaves, I'm like spread mm-hmm. out. And I'm, I like wake up on her side and I'm like, <laughs> everything's going crazy. But so I woke up this morning. It was like birds were chirping and like that, like. Vivaldi Spring was playing. Mm-hmm. It was like, doo, 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 doo. I was like, what a beautiful Laurel! Like, I, was, I realized I hadn't watched the episodes. I was like, up and like, we're like, we gotta go do this. Guys, <laughs> there's a reason I wasn't laughing is because I had just taken a really big sip of a smoothie and then was trying to not choke oh, or spit no. it out all over my laptop. S- smoothie didn't go up in your sinuses, did it? No. Oh God, no. That, that would have awful. That's why I made no sound, because I basically shut down all passages anywhere <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> um, yeah, but so, like, this morning I was trying, I was like, okay, I have I have an hour, I have a little more than an hour, I should be fine. Then I'm like, oh, no, this has commercials. Oh. And then it was like, I needed to go take Lady out. My blood sugar went low. Like, all this stuff was happening, so it was like, I'm, like, kind of running around. And then all of a sudden, when I contact you i'm like hey i'm a little late i'm gonna have five minutes i look over and i realize i had been uh at the library yesterday writing so i brought my computer with me and i turned around and like the space where my everything's usually set up is just blank and i'm like oh no and it it was just this very like (laughs) like i'm sure to you you're like i guess he's a little late and you're just like calmly sitting there and it cuts back to yeah literally i was like i'm trying to make a smoothie yeah no i'm like throwing (laughs) stuff around and it's like oh it's like the uh (laughs) <laughs> the two brothers restaurant where it's like <laughs> calm in the dining room and then inside the kitchen is just mayhem and i was like like i'm i got this whole setup done in like a few minutes which makes me feel really good if we ever needed to take the show on the road i'm like this did not take that long to put together well you know we, so. have, we have had requests for live shows so <laughs> here's the thing with our live shows i feel like it would be like in someone's living room with like seven people which is fine and i don't mind that you <laughs> like, know what would I, be i'm willing great? to perform to the smallest of audiences you know what would be great um uncle gary um and my aunt are big hosts for lots of things so we could take it on the road to uncle gary's living room and i don't think right. they live far from joe so, oh, for real? Yeah, I mean, given given where if if I know roughly, kind of, I guess where Joe lives, what part of the Metroplex, and um, yeah. So, uh, for those of you being like, "Who's Joe?" You need to go check out the Editing Bay mm-hmm. podcast episode about X Men Three, where they were kind enough to invite Ryan and me to comment on Kelsey Grammer's turn in a comic book movie. And it's funny because I feel like we've been kind of going back and forth about maybe making a second appearance. We'll see. We should probably just have Joe on the show. Or Joel. or Yeah, we should have both of them. Um, But um, what I was saying was we've been talking about doing another show. And, of course, I'm like, well, let's find another bad movie with one of these characters. And Laurel's like, no, I'm done. (laughs) If I have to watch another movie, I get to pick this time. And, like, can we just, like, pick another, you know, like, Frasier-adjacent movie? Like, I recommended Adam's Family Values, which is... David Hyper says a very small role, and you can't even tell that it's him, but That's I... what I'm saying. I feel like we should find one that's maybe more prevalent that they're in it, but definitely have higher quality bar. I think that list may be a little sl- small. It's I think a, David Hyde Pierce has a better chance of being... In I, a better movie? No, I actually don't think David Hyde Pierce is in many movies. Um, really? Wait, what is he in? Um... Uh, I think he's in Sleepless in Seattle. Okay. 
Well, I have one he's... he's, does not have a very big role in it. I have one that he's featured in quite heavily, but I'm going to give you the title of the movie, and I'm pretty sure you're going to veto it. Okay. Have you seen Hellboy? Veto. (laughs) Um, He he plays a voice in either A Bug's Life or Ants. I often confuse those. He's in Bug's Life, yes. Okay. The the, The the better, in my opinion, of the two animated um I, I, I think i think many people share that i think that's the common thought is that a bug's life is better i don't know that i've ever seen ants i know i've seen a bug's life like once every time i've seen a first of all ants had like the thing that i liked about pixar was it was computer animated but they had that kind of rounded um light cartoony look to them mm-hmm. to all of them especially in the early days you go back and watch early pixar stuff it's the animation is pretty bad but you go back and you watch like ants at the same time and it's like like they're all sharp and very robotic yes. and not warm and welcoming round is the good way of describing like pixar's kind of feel in that even if you weren't seeing a movie in 3d it still felt more 3d when mm-hmm. you were watching it speaking of i watched Finding Nemo in 3D when they re-released it in 3D, and oh, I yeah. accidentally saw Cars 2 in 3D, and just I, <laughs> I don't recommend seeing either of like I, I just I I, don't, I did not gain anything by seeing them in 3D. And Finding Nemo is one of my all-time favorite movies. So did I did I tell you our Rise of the Resistance story for the the, the not Rise of the Resistance uh, Rise of the Skywalker? Oh, the the Star Wars the, the new recent, Star Wars Rise yeah. Rise of the Resistance is the new ride at Disney World. Oh, okay, the, <laughs> I was like, is that a movie about World War Two? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the, we went to go see the movie and Tara always tells this part of it, but we go and we go to the, the, uh, the one Alamo near our house and we get there and she goes, oh, I bought tickets for the one near your work, which work is like 20 minutes away. And I'm like, Oh, well we're not going to make it. And she goes, what are we going to do? And it's opening night. I go, well, I guess we're not seeing star Wars opening night. And she was just like, who are you? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, I got to be honest, if we don't have to go into my feelings on this, but I got like a bad feeling about the last Star Wars movie by watching the trailers. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this one. And anyway, so I was like, oh, we don't have to watch it opening night. It's fine. And she was like, no, we're watching Star Wars opening night. We're going to figure something out. Because every time we go and see one of these movies, I remember that Tara may in fact be a bigger Star Wars nerd than me. I don't think she is as deep into the minutia mm-hmm. but i always wear like a star wars shirt and she's like i've got star wars tights i've got a star wars scarf i've got a star wars shirt and it's like oh, okay um and i think maybe it's we are the same amount of nerd and hers only comes out like once a year and mine is this constant stream so i'm I, not I think like... that's good it also could be that your your appreciation of these films just manifest in different ways like yes. you want to do a super deep dive and like go into all of the details and connecting all the like different storylines and everything and she's like a, a generalist of just kind of a it was interesting we watched the mandalorian i was like oh and i kind of like get excited because there's all these little like easter eggs or characters they're bringing back from like like there was a character from like the ewok adventures which was like a tv movie mm-hmm. and i'm like oh my god and she's like what who is that and i'm like do you want me to just list off everything i know like quick as it comes and it was more like Yes, but I want you to do it fast so you're not interrupting dialogue. And luckily, The Mandalorian is very dialogue light. Anyway, so we go to see... We're at the theater, and we ask the the woman... I forget her name. She was wonderful, and I guess it doesn't matter. But uh, it was also the same day Cats came out. So she, she was all dressed in cat stuff, which I thought was funny. There was a bunch of stormtroopers out front, like, dressed up. And I went by, and I'm like, Oh, you guys here to see Cats? And they all got a good kick out of that. Anyway... 
Um, so uh-huh. we go up to the we go up to the woman. We're like, "What can we do?" She's like, uh, "Well, we're all independently owned, so like you can't cancel your ones from there from here and get new tickets." Like, interesting. Was, yeah. So, well, here's what happened: is we we're sitting there, and she we're like, "Oh, what are we gonna do?" I guess we'll get one tomorrow. We'll figure something out. And she comes up. And she goes, two people just canceled the one that's starting in like forty minutes, and they're front row." But do you want them? And she just comped them for us. Oh. She was super sweet. And we were like, she's the best. But anyway, so we're sitting in the front row. And she's like, it's 3D. And we're like, oh, okay, well, all right. We'll just watch it anyway. Who cares? And we put on the 3D glasses. And I remember the, like, Jungle Cruise trailer being very 3D. And then we're watching the movie. And I'm like, this 3D isn't great. Like, I, this is why I don't like watching 3D movies. We get to the end. And, like, we start to leave. And this woman's like, here's your two tickets. We're sorry about the movie. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, the 3D wasn't working. I'm like, so basically I just watched like a whole movie with sunglasses. Is what it boiled down to. If you watch a 3D movie when like the 3D isn't working, like, oh, was it just in 2D or was it It was just in 2D. Okay. Oh, I get it. And I just went, this 3D is not good. Like it just felt like I was like. You know how like 3D movies, like if you you take your glasses off in a 3D movie, it looks all weird. Yes. I thought you meant it kind of like half looked weird. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, you did just basically watch with sunglasses. With sunglasses. And well, the funniest part is, well, not the funniest part, but then I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I get up and I realized I, if I had taken my glasses off, I would have gone. Oh, this is in 2D. Something's wrong. But I just walked to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. went to the bathroom, washed my hands, came back, did the whole thing with 3D glasses on. As soon as I said that, I'm like, I must have looked like the weirdest dude. Because, like, another movie was coming out into the bathroom, so I had to wait in line for a hot second. And I'm sure they were like, why is this guy (laughs) wearing 3D glasses? Well, they probably would have thought he's seeing a movie in 3D or he has glaucoma. (laughs) Or he's he's really interested in the bathroom experience. This looks real! Um, speaking of things that are not in 3D, <laughs> hello, Craniacs. Hello, Seattle. God, I'm so bad at starting the podcast. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and we talk about uh, Frasier. I realize I always say we get together because I think Joe says it. But anyway, um, we get together. We talk about Craniacs. Laurel here is talk the resident... Frasier. What did I say? We talk about craniacs. I mean, if we're being honest, we kind of do that too. We talk talk about ourselves Because we sure talk about ourselves. Um, We talk about ourselves. We talk about Frasier. Laurel here is the expert on herself. I'm the relative noob on myself. I'm sorry I met Frasier. Um, I felt very, like, deep. I'm still finding myself. Laurel has achieved personal enlightenment. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Today, we are talking about two season five episodes, and I do not... Oh, I remember the first one. It's where every bloke knows your name. Yes. Don't know the number off the top of my head. I I'm sure I can look. I it's episode 10. Yes. Now, I'm having a little bit of trouble with these because Tara is also watching them, and I think she got ahead of me. So I started watching another one and went... Again, adding one more thing to this like time frame I was trying to create for myself. But anyway, the IMDb... Uh, the IMDb breakdown for this one is bored with his usual routine, Fraser shuns Niles' company and becomes taken with the Fox and Whistle, a British pub Daphne frequents. That feels like again. I feel like I, I, once we've dumped Netflix, IMDb is kind of starting to drop the ball on our full. I mean, it's a good start, but like mostly the crux of this episode is uh, all about Fraser kind of overtaking. Daphne's comfortable space. Yes. Well, it's kind of a little bit of her escape. And 
I think we're kind of reminded in this episode that at the end of the day, Fraser's her boss. And mm-hmm. that Daphne probably very much has a life outside of what we see in the show. Whereas we kind of get the feeling that, like, we're seeing almost all of Frasier and Niles and Martin's life for the most part. I mean, Martin has his, like, friends down at McGinty's, but, like, that's kind of it. Though It's like, no, Daphne has her own, like, circle of friends and her own, you know, hangouts that it's not like she's just sitting in there in the condo for no reason. Well, it was interesting because we you said we remember that Fraser's your boss, but I also there's a couple points in this. No, I think it was this in the next episode where I realized I'm like, boy, they really stretched Daphne beyond the bounds of her job description. Mm-hmm. Like when when he mentions what she does in the bar when he's singing, I have a ton of notes on this one. Spoiler alert: I really like this one a whole lot. Um, I, uh, I, I, he's like, you're my father's healthcare provider. And then he makes a joke le- re- later about, um, her, her cooking. And mm-hmm. I'm like, he cooks for you. And then there's a thing later where Martin gets mad at her for going through his underwear drawer. And I was like, she does your laundry, dude. Like she has to put it away somehow, unless yes. you want to put it away, which is probably my mother's voice coming out through my body at that moment. Yes. No, I, I agree. And I think we've touched on this before where it's like, She's a home healthcare worker, but, like, what? He does his exercises, like, for an hour a day. And the rest of the time, mm-hmm. she's a housekeeper for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess I guess that's maybe the slippery slope of being a live-in healthcare worker, that there are just going to be other things that are added to your plate. It's funny. I have a friend who, in D.C., who looked into getting an au pair when she and, and her she and her husband both had pretty busy jobs when they had their first kid. and um, And she was like, the thing is, like, because we were like, oh, would you get an au pair and then, like, not use your, like, cleaning lady anymore and stuff? She's like, no. So, like, an au pair still just works 40 hours a week. You just pay them a bit less because they, like, their room and board is included in. And she's like, so it's right. not like the au pair is just always on. It's that, you know, they go off the clock at, you know, a certain time and then they are not doing anything anymore. So. Can you please spell that word? A U. Space P A I R au pair, and it's like a nanny. Oh yes, yes. Um, so it's usually a... I've heard it before. It sounds like you were saying old pair at first. <laughs> no, it's like um, it's basically kind of like a live-in nanny, and it's usually um, I, I hate to say it, it's kind of almost a trope now, where like the dad has an affair with the au pair. Um, it's usually a <laughs> was this Doctor Seuss younger woman. <laughs> Dr. Seuss wrote a book about divorce. Um, Did he really? No. Oh, I I didn't know. I like the idea of him like, I've got to stretch. I've got to do something else. No, it's usually a woman, um, a younger woman who um, is usually from another country. Um, Let me just look up some of the like, I'm actually just going to Google this. Yeah, this sounds like you're describing like a, like a sexual thriller, like the au pair who came over from France and stayed in the house. Literally (laughs) dictionary.com says a young foreign person, typically a woman who helps with housework or childcare in exchange for room and board. So I think that it's also like, (laughs) yeah. Um, So basically it's kind of a live in nanny. um, And I mean, people will talk about how like their au pairs like, we're part of the family and, you know, went on vacations with them and stuff. So, um, I think my sister had a nanny. I don't know if she ever called her an au pair. I'm sure she wanted to. I'm sure she, if she knew, knowing my sister, if she knew she wanted to work. Speaking of which, I found out my dad listened to an episode of the show and I was like, cool, but also like, ter- she was, she listened to the one with, uh, Tara. Uh huh. So I was like, 
Oh, great. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I'm going to check out more. He's not going to check out more. I don't think he really is. I think it basically just proves like, here's 61 episodes of your son. Here's one episode of your daughter-in-law. Which will he listen to? (laughs) Whatever you need to tell yourself, because I know you've throwing some shade at your family on this podcast. <laughs> hey, man, if this is how he learns, this is whatever. Um, <laughs> Cheaper than so, therapy. Like like I said earlier, I thought this one was really funny. Like, I had a lot of times where I was really laughing out loud at this one. Not, like, uproarious. There's a lot of times where, like, a joke went by and I went, what? And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, that is funny. I, I, I like the conversation they were having and the thing. I like the little Frasier bumpers. I don't know why they were there. I think that was probably something they had in the hopper for a while and they decided they were running out of time with this episode i don't know wait, did you wait the little fraser bumpers what do you mean at the beginning and the end where they had like niles and fraser when they were kids oh oh yeah oh yes little, like, like like young fraser young little fraser. like little archie got you know, it little got archie? it got it got yeah. it yes yes um like the fraser babies <laughs> got it yes I, I was never mind i thought we never mind Oh man, I loved Muppet Babies so There's much. a new one. I haven't watched it yet. I checked it out. I'm sure, I think it's kind of... Is the old Muppet Babies on Disney Plus? No, but the new oh. one is. You know, sidebar about Disney Plus, they are missing some things that I was hoping they would have. And I am like, are they going to show up on Disney Plus? Are they just gone forever? Case things in point, are... my date with the president's daughter, which is a fantastic... <laughs> TV Disney Channel movie and starring Will Friedle from Boy Meets World and I don't know if we've talked about this specifically or I've heard it elsewhere on the internet but yes that's that's a big one um, I of course am upset about the Ewok Adventures not being on there but apparently they're not posting they did that weird thing where they said only these things count as Star Wars movies now mm-hmm. and all this other stuff is is. Not, doesn't really count, so I'm waiting for them to do that. They recently put up Splash, so I think they're going through like the Touchstone uh, library and figuring out which ones kind of fit with their... I think the plan is Hulu, since it's owned by Disney, is kind of being the more adult stuff. Mm. But I have not seen Date with My President's Daughter. I like Will Friedel. Is that mm-hmm. how you say his name? Or I say Friedel, but like whatever. Friedel. Um, but yes. I think we I, talked uh, about this on here before because the theme song is by the Presidents of the United States, who also did Cleveland Rocks, which I also really like. We may have. Uh, yes, there's definitely some things missing from Disney+. Plus. The, it, like, the the Muppet Show. They have a lot of Muppet stuff, but they don't have the Muppet Show, and I absolutely love the Muppet Show. I'm sure, like, I think there's some... The old Muppet Show? Yeah, oh, like 1970s. Well, any of them, because there's a one they had in the 90s, yeah. and I think they, the new one is on there, the one that was like The Office, oh, but the Muppets that I yeah. heard was not great. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, because some people who have seen it have been like, it's fine, but like, I don't know. I think even bad Muppet stuff is only bad in comparison to other Muppet stuff, and it's compared to other mm-hmm. things, it's fine. So. Did you ever watch DuckTales growing up? A little bit. Or any of those? Okay, never mind. Like, I if... watched DuckTales, like DuckTales and Chippendale and like Chippendale Dark Rescue Rangers, Duck. is that right? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I kind of watched those all in one block, I feel like after school sometimes, but not like religiously. I watched, there's a new DuckTales that's, I guess, been going on for a couple years and it's got a really fun voice cast of, of, of modern actors and stuff. Oh but yeah, it's... isn't like Jordan Peele... Donald Glover? So. Donald, no. Uh, ben Schwartz from Parks, Parks and Rec, and John Raphael. Okay, yeah. Okay, there's someone else. I 
Anyway. But anyway, it's... We diverged. Let's get back to why you like this episode, because I admit I... Maybe it was just a mood I was in. I did not really care for this episode. (laughs) Oh, I liked it a lot. I mean, I don't think it was one that, that really was like a landmark episode or anything super interesting not super interesting but like like this is one that I think would be a perfect one to show someone um, as like a bottle episode or something that's like if I had to watch a Fraser episode in a dentist office while I was waiting this would be one because I thought it did a really good job I I like the type of humor it had Um, I wrote a lot of notes let me pull those up but um I like the type of humor it had. I like the writing. I think it introduced you to all the characters. I think it had some fun moments with the side characters that admittedly didn't really go anywhere, but it was just kind of a lot of funny vignettes to me. Like the whole Roz uh, playing poker with uh, Martin and Martin's friends. I thought was a lot of fun. I, I enjoy when they all kept talking about hardware stores and mechanics that was all men's names. I was like, what man's yeah. name is going to come up next? It was like, Larry's. You should go to Mike's. Uh, you've been to Al's. Yeah, you got to go to Tommy's. <laughs> I was waiting, like, I thought the joke was going to be Frazier was going to say something completely different from all that trying to in- integrate himself. And I like that he just went, nope, I'm out and yeah. left. <laughs> um, Which was honestly a lot more self-awareness than I feel like Frazier shows a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. I like the part where uh, she, they say she's pregnant and everybody in that group was very supportive of her. None of them yeah. were like... Like, are you getting married? Who's the husband? Who's the dad? Yeah, like, I don't blah, see blah, blah. a ring. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all just like, oh, you're going to love being a mom. Right. Like, I thought they were had a much more modern take than Martin did when he found out. Yeah. For being Martin's friends. So. I, I, I did like them all going, and then you're alone one day. <laughs> they all, and he come back, because someone was supposed to be telling a strip club story. Mm-hmm. And he comes back, and he's like, Jerry, I think you told that story wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I See, I liked all the setups and stuff like that. I thought it was very... Fraser-esque writing in those cases. I think the I think the jokes were very funny. I don't think the overall plot was necessarily like one of the greatest ones, but like start to finish, it was a again one that I liked to, to hand people. I liked the conversation that Niles and, and Fraser were having at the beginning about that that transition from their younger days. Which mm-hmm. again, that kid, I was like, what is this little Fraser <laughs> like with his he had his old hair kind yes, of yes. Um, and then at the end where it showed those kids and they were having the the Niles and Fraser talk over each other while it fades to black yes. thing they do a lot. Um, but I like the the, the conversation where someone, he, there's two notes I wrote. Well, the funny thing I liked is when he goes, you'll never get, he said all those Italian words to someone and he goes, you'll never guess who that was. He's like, the three, three tenors. tenors. <laughs> so actually, I think I can pinpoint what started me off on an eye rolly note about this. It, at the very beginning... Niles is talking about getting Maris a present, and I was so annoyed that we're still dealing with Niles and Maris. <laughs> oh, Tara just caught up with a lot of these, mm-hmm. and so she barreled through a bunch. And like, I'm in the other room, and I'm kind of like coming in and sitting down, and watching a little bit, and then you know, doing whatever. And she's like, "Are we still on Maris?" And she was way back at like the beginning of this season or the end of the next season, and I'm like, "Oh," and she's like. Tara does this thing. We watched uh, Casino Royale last night. She kept being like, does this person die? What happens? And I'm like, stop asking me what's going to happen in this movie. Because, like, I don't know how to make a face because I don't Mm want to spoil it for her. So I just, like, stare ahead at the screen like this. like, And I'm like, same thing. She's like, what happens with Maris? And I'm like, stop asking me questions Uh that you don't really want the answers to. Like, the very first note I wrote was, ugh, Maris. Um, Yeah. I'll agree with that, but I don't know. The Maris stuff kind of fell in the background. Although, was this the one where he got her a saddle? Yes, I think so. Okay. 
that that was worth it for the story of her her celluloid her cream. celluloid cream and the saddle oils created an epoxy. <laughs> yeah, and I went. I literally went. They, they had an unusual reaction, and I'm like, "Oh, she got a rash or something." It goes, it created an epoxy, and I went, "Oh!" Like out loud, like, "Oh no!" And then he's like, "So she's been sitting on a butterball turkey." And then later, Martin's like, "What are you doing? Well, can't you just put it in the defroster?" Yeah, Surely there's like, an easier way amazing. to defrost it. It was just a simple joke that, like, had different steps and took it to places I didn't expect. Yes. It had callbacks. I just thought the 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 joke. You're right, though. This may have been like a bucket of like ideas from other episodes that maybe didn't create like a super coherent plot start to finish. But I don't know. I I laughed a lot in this one, and not necessarily uproarious laughter, but definitely I chuckled my way through this whole thing. Um, you know I. Yeah, I guess I did too. Maybe I was more annoyed with Fraser that he was actually horning in on Daphne's pub. And I... hey, yeah, it was. I, I look, I'm not here to change your mind. So, <laughs> well, it's funny though. I actually wrote down um, a lot of notes as as uh, you probably remember. I went to London this fall, and um, I, I consider myself quite the Anglophile. Um, and love all things British. Love to talk in a good British accent. Um, I consider myself the Angliophile, maybe the Laurelist moment of the episode. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it says that in my Twitter profile. Um, yes. And anyway, uh, the bartender at the pub is exactly like all British, like, barkeeps. Where when Fraser's like, well, you know, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What I He's like, what do you have? And he's like, well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. You know, as I think. And he's like, I'll come back. I'll come back. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that is 100%. Like, they are not there to chat with you. They're yeah, that happened. That happened. To, yeah, that happened to me in Ireland a few times, where I was like, "Well," I, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." You know how many people come through here expecting like a <laughs> an experience? No. And then if you like hang out there a while, they'll come over and talk to you. But like, yeah, no, they, yeah, they, they, they don't really give you the time of day. Also, um, I, I went to London with Leah, and Leah started laughing every time I would first greet someone, <laughs> like the like the, the doorman <laughs> at our hotel and stuff, because she was like. You are talking in a British accent. And I didn't even realize it. Like, our doorman would be like, hello, ladies. And I'd be like, hello. <laughs> and Leah would just be like, you did it again. No so, idea. So I, not- I identified with Frasier when he started saying, like, the lift. And I also spell color with a U. So yeah, That one made me really laugh. He's like, I spell color with a U. I love it. And after he'd just been, like, dumping on the queen and everything. Yes. So, not to give too much away, but I just want to point out that uh, Laurel's Twitter profile says, Angliophile, collector of miles and points, queso expert. Mine says, I love Star Wars comics, pro wrestling, and Buffalo <laughs> You know what? I feel like anyone who's listened to even a smattering of episodes 100% like, yes. understands both those profiles. We're a little bit like if, if, if Niles and Martin had a podcast. Yes. Yes. Um... Well, there was one more thing I uh, one uh, I think a joke I wanted to bring up. Oh, there's one thing I want. So going back to that three tenors joke, I find sitcom phone conversations hilarious because it's always like, "Hello, yes, thank you." Click. That was the the chief of police. He said that earlier today. A man, and it's always like, "What you've just described is way longer." And like everybody, like if it worked the way it did, it's like, "Hello." Niles, it's here, blah, blah, blah. No one says, hey, how's it going? There's no, like, lead into the conversation. One thing that will, I don't know if this will bother you as much as it be, but what, it bothers me, but watch movies and see how little people say goodbye before they hang up the phone. Mm-hmm. 
It's oh, always no. like, well, you do that, click. I always want it to go back to the other person. They're like, hello? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. It's it's just ridiculous. Um, and the other joke I thought was funny was when uh, Niles was trying to get uh, Frazier to go with him. And he goes, oh, there's a wonderful lecture series on the history of lecture series. <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the history of modern lecture series. Yes, yeah. that was such a, like, almost spoof parody joke. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, a, Yes. Like an airplane or a Naked Gun-esque joke than, than a Frasier joke, but I um, loved it. I did have an idea, though. We see a lot of Frasier singing at a piano, and we actually hear the songs this time. And that one of them yes. is that song, Roll Out the Barrel. And I was like, maybe these are the songs they're singing all those other <laughs> episodes with the, the closing where they're at a piano. I really liked the uh, bit where she goes, don't you know you have a... Gallery opening tomorrow? Gallery opening tomorrow? No, but if you hum a few bars, like, that's such an old vaudeville joke, but I was like... And then they immediately started singing again. I was like, this is amazing. That's I, the kind of stuff I really liked about so this I actually tucked that away in my mind, being like, I'm going to use that joke. <laughs> yes. Do you think it'll work if you're not previously sitting on a piano singing a song? Well, so I have a coworker who, um, like studied in college and I think he even has his doctorate in music and specifically mm -hmm. opera and so I feel like I would use that joke on oh. him and he would be so tickled I feel like it's gonna happen and you're gonna get so excited for it happening and remembering that you should do it that it people would be like what's happening like I should be like oh uh if you like <laughs> <laughs> like hey do you know what time that meeting is no but whoa, if you hey hum 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 <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're gonna be so excited to get the joke out it's gonna be very off-putting. <laughs> um, let's see. There was the, the the other joke I really liked was at the end where he was, he's like, when he found out Daphne had only been going to that bar for like a month before him, he's like, you've only been or a couple weeks, and he goes, you've only been here a fortnight. She's like, stop talking like us. Um, I so I mean again, I was in London for all of like eight days, and I like, yeah, found myself like asking where like the WC was and. Yeah. <laughs> and and call, should... calling trucks lorries and <laughs> I'm trying to remember they were called utes in Australia I think because they were utility vehicles oh, I, I, I was like truck. no that's my cousin Vinny <laughs> yeah that's yeah I just was thinking that now um we should try and see if we can find the British expat bar in Austin if there is one. Oh, there is um well I okay I don't I don't know there's one that I just saw when I was like looking at something on Google Maps and I saw the little like drink glass symbol I think it's called no Nosh and Bev or something I think it might be kind of <laughs> close to where you work so I think it's like further up um you can bleep out the street name further up Burnet Right um, okay I well I I think it's you know I don't want to have a podcast episode where we bemoan Frazier overstepping his bounds at this pub and then maybe be like, we should find that place and be the annoying Americans. Uh, I think we would, well, first of all, we wouldn't show up with somebody who doesn't really want us there. Like we wouldn't, who's like right. bringing us there. We would show up uninvited. Yeah. <laughs> and I would bust out my British accent and they would love it. Hey y'all, we found you on Yelp. <laughs> Y'all got chicken fingers. <laughs> oh, I, I would roll in and be like, pip, pip, I'll have a pimp's cup, love. And they would be like, get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come in with a Dick Van Dyke. Just like, hello, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Poppins. <laughs> um, we got, when I was at uh, in Australia, we were at a place called Margaret's River, which is like a, you go for a bunch of wine tours and stuff like that. And we decided to stay. I skipped my classes that morning. Uh, side note, I did <gasps> terrible in my grades that year. I was about that to semester. Say, like, I never skipped a class in college. Oh, I did. Really? I skipped. I skipped uh, a class all the time. That was sarcasm. 
Oh, I was, oh okay. Occasionally, um, occasionally, mom and dad, just occasionally. <laughs> so I, uh, we were down there. We stayed another day. We were because uh, it's funny because these guys had didn't have class on Monday, so they were staying another day. And I go, you know what? I'm going to stay too. And then we went to this thing. It was a World Series of of cricket. And I, for the record, I hate cricket. But we were like drinking and hanging out with like there's a couple Irish guys there, and uh, we were just having a good time. And then they closed the pub before the cricket game was over, and it was like Australia versus India or something. And we were like. All of a sudden, the most indignant cricket fans of all time were like, No! No, you can't close it! The game's... We're not leaving until the last wicket falls! Like, making this huge, like, big deal. And everyone's like, all right, ass... Oh, sorry. Bleep. Get out of there. Oh, I'm sorry. Send me it when you're done, and I'll bleep it out myself, okay? Yeah, actually, I will do that, because I'm just really bad at that. Um, There was one more thing... Who says I'm editing this one? I... Uh, there's, oh, fair enough. There's one more thing I wanted to talk to you about that's very important. Um, they were talking about all the food they were serving at the uh, poker game. Oh, the, yeah. All the kind of fun pokerish food. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to be attending my WrestleMania party? Um, well, I, as I said, I was on the fence leaning <laughs> in one direction, but I was still on the fence. But probably. It's on a Sunday afternoon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the kind of food we're going to have. I don't have anything else to do, so I might as well. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for... from The climb down from the ivory tower must take you (laughs) quite some time. (laughs) So I might be late. Um, (laughs) No, but uh, if anything, I almost want to go simply so... I I think it's good podcast fodder. I'll come back and be like, everyone. (laughs) I mean, listen, first of all, WrestleMania is like six to seven hours long, so I absolutely do not feel obligated to stay. If you want to show up later, because that'll be like more like the main event matches. No, so I think just... I'll I think I'll show up and I'll turn it into a drinking game and I'll do like video diaries throughout. And so by the end, I'm like, <laughs> everybody, it's wrestling. What if you get drunk and you're like, I love this. That that is something that um could happen in that I will get very invested in some very small part of it and like be ride or die for it. Well, here's the thing. First off, we do stuff where it's like, hey, these are the two guys and I hold up a picture, I'm like, these are the two guys competing and you can go, I like that guy, and then you hope they win, right? Mm, okay. And then I there's prizes. There's also we hand out pictures of wrestlers and there's two competitions. Typically we do, do you know who this wrestler is? But the second competition is can you give me the... It's like, do you know who this wrestler is? Wrong answers only. <laughs> so it's like, oh. if you come up with the most funny names, like, I, you could get a prize. We do things... We, we try to do things me to get people English interested. Minor will show up yes. and... Uh... But on, on top of all that, it's also... I always try to... When, when we do it, it's like going to medieval times, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, just pick your night and mm-hmm. go nuts for them. Um, um, okay, are we ready to rate the episode? Yeah, absolutely. I think we're running a little behind. I don't have a ton to say about the next one, but that's fine. I I give it uh ooh, what a, seven something. I give it seven uh English pints. That's all I could think of. I give wasn't it, great. I liked it. I give it five suits made mm-hmm. at Savile Row. I I give it seven because I don't think it's it's. I really I laughed a whole lot during this one, and I think if it's a good one to go like if. So I, you know, it's that doesn't introduce someone to Frasier, but it's like this is a good taste of Frasier, in and my opinion. You make a good point in that you definitely get a solid picture of Frasier's personality in this. Episode. And everybody's there's a little, yeah, that's true. there's some Raws, there's some Martin, there's a good healthy dose of Daphne, there's some some Niles. I, I thought it was good. That's true. You get an interesting like look at everyone's dynamic with each other. Um, next episode, episode eleven, 
Ain't nobody's business if I do. Uh, Daphne finds an engagement ring in Martin's drawer. In Martin's drawer's drawer. <laughs> that, that was a little editorial, because drawers is also underwear. Yes. Th- thank you. <coughs> uh, appalled at the prospect. for that. Appalled at the, his, his pants. Appalled at the prospect of having Sherry for a stepmother. Niles hires a, pr- Niles hires, Niles hires a private detective to check out her background. Did you notice when we were on the editing bay how much better that voiceover actor and the ex-radio personality were at talking pronunciation than I was? I think about that all the time. Uh, well, I also, like, would like for Joel to, like, narrate my life. His his voice is so, like, rich and, oh like, goodness. authoritative. Go, go check out Joel now at the Garland. I'll, I'll look that up and we'll plug that at the end. Because it's playing right now. This will come out after oh, it's over. I don't know why Joe I'm trying to plug that, it. Wait, who was who? Joe. Okay, Joel had... No, I don't know if he wore glasses. Joel. Who was in the middle? Joe. Okay, so I want Joel. Joel was on the... Yeah, I want yeah, Joel, Joel was to on, narrate my life. Yes, so I, yes, I'm Joel. Trying, yes. But Joel is not in the play. Joel was a voiceover... Has done some voiceover work, But I think. Joel is not in the play that you're Yes, to, Joe okay. is... Yes. Yes. And then Tess. Yes. There were three of them. And it was, right, I got to tell you, as someone, someone was in the middle, <laughs> as, as someone who has watched them do the Facebook live before and just, and it, it feels like what we were seeing on the mm-hmm. thing. And then I commented and they all turned and looked, it was like, if you said something in the YouTube video, all of a sudden looked at you like, yes, Laurel, <laughs> it was a little off putting. Um, anyway. Okay. So this one, what'd you think of this one? I, I liked it. You go, you go ahead. Uh, so I'm trying to reread my notes to figure out. I, I liked this one because I like the look at uh, adult children with a parent remarrying, but then also adult children, spoiler, comforting a parent after a breakup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I was also kind of liked how immature Niles and Fraser were about his dad. Like when they were like, okay, I feel like I'm jumping ahead a little bit. So the Daph- whole like, right, like what? The, what as the synopsis said, Daphne found an engagement ring in Martin's underwear drawer and tells Niles and Fraser that obviously he's thinking of proposing to Sherry. And Niles and Fraser obviously get a little like babyish about it, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, I suppose she's going to expect us to call her mother." And I was like, <laughs> "In what world would she expect you to like?" I know they were kind of just like taking it to an extreme, but I was like, "Y'all are too smart for that to even like I- joke about that." <laughs> I liked the line and especially the delivery of, we're finally going to hear the wedding march on the banjo. Like the way he said banjo sounded like someone making fun of Frazier. Yeah. Um, so Niles hires a, hires a private detective. Again, it's hard to say Niles hires. So uh, the thing that was interesting about that scene where she gets on the phone and she's like, oh, my boss at the bar said someone was looking into me and blah, blah, blah. I literally thought it was Martin. Like, at first I was like, oh, he's trying to figure out her ring size. Because I remember, like, guys... Okay, so never in a conversation before my now wife have I ever thought, like, I wonder what this woman's ring size are Mm -hmm. is. Because I also never, like, if you buy jewelry for a girlfriend, don't you don't buy a ring because there's implications Mm -hmm. to a ring, typically. Um, And so then I'm running around going, how the hell am I going to get... Tara's ring size and to this day I don't know it and she doesn't know it yeah I've asked her because she's I'm like do you want a ring what's your ring size she's like I don't know I'd have to go get it checked Mm -hmm. she just doesn't know off top of her head well like for example I don't know what my like left ring finger ring size is I can tell you what like 
the one mm. ring I wear sizes. Mm. But Laurel, TikTok, you should probably have that in your back pocket. <laughs> well, what's funny is I went with my friend to pick out her engagement ring um, so that I could tell her fiance what she wanted. And uh, we both got our ring sizes checked. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a very hot day in July in D.C., so I think my fingers were swollen. So, like, I, don't know if I ended up it. stealing a bunch of Tara's rings. So, that's the thing. <laughs> that's what I tell people to do when they're like, I don't know how to figure out their ring size. I'm like, does she have... The problem is, <laughs> is it a ring that they wear on that finger? Probably not. So... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was that was Martin doing that. And then I was like, he's asking a lot of... Qu-. Like, I was trying to figure out what else he needed to know. Uh, but yeah, it turned out it was Niles who hired the private detective, mm-hmm. and they find out that Sherry has been married six times. Yes, that's a lot. That, that is that is quite a bit. Yes, my my grandmother was married five times, so I was like, whoa. Well, that, especially for like that generation, that is. Oh, she was a liberated woman. Did not care. Love it. Love it. Good old Arva McMillan. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I. I don't know. I liked this episode because I like it when we see Martin actually kind of drop a little bit of his like curmudgeonly curmudgeonness and mm-hmm. kind of actually like and stand up for himself a little bit and be like, I want to get married again. Like I had to have yeah. a marriage and I'm interested in getting married again. And I thought that was an extraordinarily healthy breakup mm-hmm. where it was like, look, and I liked that he had, he said later he had had the whole last like seven minutes of the episode. Hello, lady. Can I help you? Again, there's no there's no treats in here. Call your wife by her name. <laughs> Sometimes I call her lady when I'm like, all right, lady. She's like, and now it has weird different yes. meanings. Yes, uh, it was um, confusing last weekend when Leo was visitting and Leo, my dog, was here. Because <laughs> sometimes Leo would be like, "What? Oh, you were talking to your dog." <laughs> Leo, you want a treat? Yes, and I'll just get one or if I'd I want like, a treat. Come on, Leo. For... And Leo would be like, "What? <laughs> Excuse me." Um. So. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, I I just I liked I thought the minutes. breakup was very ha- yeah I thought the seven minute last seven minutes was you know we we had this the the typical sitcom misstep of Fraser thinking they're getting married and they've just broken up which and it happened about as long as I thought was good it wasn't mm-hmm. like a whole I think a lesser sitcom would have stretched that out in fact I think this sitcom stretched it out longer in the Christmas perspectives with the Martin's dying yes. Uh, yes. misinformation but I like the breakup I liked at the end she was like if you just want to have some fun sometime mm-hmm. call me but if a man answers hang up yes. I, like I thought that was all and he laughed at that like yeah. I thought that was very very uh, mature And but then it wasn't just like fake in that it was like oh Martin's fine with it then we got to see Martin go I actually feel something about this and some of it is about Sherry mm-hmm. and some of it is just about like you know at that age, I can't imagine you thinking you're going to go through a breakup again. Yeah. Well, I think also when you're, when you've had what Martin's had where he was widowed after a very mm-hmm. happy marriage, it's, you just kind of think that you're never going to maybe be that happy again. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that's what we see through there. Yeah. And, and we also see Fraser take a very, very, I think important, uh, emotional step of like, I should tell my dad something. And then he stops mm-hmm. and, listens to his father's wishes about just watching the game yeah. and talking about the game and also what, what game, were they watching baseball no it was basketball it was the sonics was it, and the bulls i didn't hear who was playing it then i was like trying to figure it's like it's what a great shot oh he did the same shot again it's the instant replay you know things like that basketball. and i was like i was just like, trying to that figure. jordan's really you know for some reason i was thinking golf 
Mostly because we went to, well, we went to, because it's shot. Because the same thing actually happened to me where we went to go see my, my grandfather uh, had a surgery and he's in recovery. He's in rehab. And we went to go see him and we, he just put on the golf game and we were watching it and this guy hit a hole in one. It was, uh, I don't know what it was, but he hit a hole in one. I was like, wow, amazing. And then a few minutes later, they just, they would replay it every uh-huh. few minutes. And so they showed the guy again and they did the whole setup and he hit it. And I go, he's going to get another one. <laughs> like for a second, I was like, what? And then I went, oh, this is the instant, re- <laughs> this is a replay. Um, so that's why I think I went, this must be golf. But I did like, again, the moment where Frazier against his, his, usual instinct stepped back decided to let his dad have a space and his dad rewarded that with something that i think specifically he's asked for in the show which is i just want to sit down and have a beer with my dad Mm -hmm. sometime and kind of enjoy a moment it was just a very sweet moment that was i think sweet in a in a you know i i said in the last episode like looking at each of these episodes is their own thing because that's how I watched a lot of these 90s sitcoms as just whatever it popped up. We didn't watch it like episode to episode. But also something that was a, a big payoff to someone who had been watching the show this whole time. Yeah. Not a big payoff, but a, a payoff. I also think one of, honestly, the most touching parts of the episode is it's silent. It's that look that kind of Frazier gives Martin at the mm-hmm. end. Um, listeners, you can't tell, but I'm like kind of miming it. Um, oh, and- Emmy <laughs> award-winning performance. <laughs> so Kelsey Grammer's in the room. Um, yes. And... Just kind of where it, it's, I don't know, I feel like that look says so much and contains so much. And I was just like, gosh, this show, like, when it's good, it's really good. I, yeah, um, yeah, One thing uh, I want to bring up, Fraser says, you know, I've been married twice. And I went, what? Twice? Yeah, that's what I thought the same thing. Who's the other? I, so I would like Tara, the cheers expert, to let us know if we've, if. Did he actually get married to Diane? I thought she left him at the altar. Maybe that's kind of what they were talking about, but they didn't have a good way of putting it. That, but but that's also just patently not true. Like, he hasn't been married twice. <laughs> that's what I thought. Um, Like, he has been through one divorce. So, when he was like, I mean, I've been married twice, it was just like, wait, what? Um, So, cheers, people. Okay. Anybody who happens I, to know? Oh, okay. You Google I, it. I looked it up because I put in Frasier married and it said twice. To whom was Frasier Crane married other than Lilith? Presently on my... <laughs> Uh oh! It says that they're on the Maris Counselor. So do they bring it up in a later episode? I, this was news. It might to come me, up later, so I don't know. So it says it says they're watching episode thirteen of season five. So I think oh, it's coming up soon. Oh. So maybe they talk about it a little oh, okay. more. Okay, so maybe we jump the gun a little bit and we'll, we'll, well watch that episode next episode. So maybe we jump the gun, but also sometimes these shows will air them a little out of order because other than that one line there's no reason that's true not to so maybe they bring it up in that one i don't know we'll find out uh you ready to rate this one um i i do have just one other lol oh yeah um, which is oh i'm so sorry yeah how dare you i uh, you guys <laughs> when, when they make some comment about the sherry ex-husband convention and i just thought that was funny um <laughs> oh also when daphne when daphne says to martin just like sherry's been married six times i was like Daphne! (laughs) Like, come on. She is smoother than that. I have a question for you going back to the ex-husband convention Mm -hmm. that I'm almost 100% sure the answer is no. Which, But have you ever had a dream where all your uh, ex-boyfriends show up on like a bus and get out and you like are stuck with them and they're talking about you? No. Yeah, me neither. Um, So... (laughs) Let's see. What what, what else you got? Yeah. 
Uh, you know, if I was to rate this episode, now that we talk about it more, I think I actually, I mean, I, 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 do, I obviously liked it more than the last one. Um, you know, I, I think I would give this um, probably eight banjos playing the wedding march. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's been so long since I've stolen yours. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, I think there were some really great parts in it. I, I really like the end. Uh, and I think a lot of that carries the, the score for me. I liked, I really thought the ending is like, I like the idea of these two in a row because it is like, Here's Fraser being goofy and funny and whatever, and here's Fraser having like a legitimate touching moment. Yeah. And I would say uh, uh, seven instant replays. Hey. Oh. Uh, uh, also, I'm fairly certain this is the last time we see Sherry. So for those of you, who I was have wondering, been really sick of her and been waiting for this character to leave. I, I don't, I didn't recall it being this early in the Fraser run. I thought she was around for more seasons, but I, I think this is probably the last time we see her. If if you're a, a Sherry uh, hater fan. Oh. A moment of silence. Yes. <laughs> it's literally the same thing. Um, but you know what? Let us know. Are you pro Sherry? Are you are you against Sherry? Are you gonna miss her? Are you are you, are you... just let us know your Sherry thoughts? Uh, there's a couple ways you can do that. We uh, have an, a Gmail, craniacs at gmail.com. That's C R A N E I A C S. We're at craniacs on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. Search for Craniacs, a Fraser podcast. Get in the group. That's where we post a lot of when we talk about YouTube videos we've seen or an article we've read. That's typically where we post it. <coughs> Excuse me. We are on we are on Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and Apple iTunes. We're probably on some other things I don't know about. Hey, let us know if you know if you're listening to us on something else so we can add it to the list. Or let us it, know if you have a podcast app that you're using and we're not on it. Yeah, that we can try and get on there. Um, but either way, give us the highest review you possibly can give. Give us a five-star review. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, if you think you're going to give us a lower than f- four-star review, don't. In fact, Laurel may have something uh, a, a suggestion of something you could do to better spend your time. Guys, I have a book recommendation. I don't know if anybody's goal for 2020 is to read more books. Um, Mine is. Oh, well, excellent. Um, I am not usually a like historical nonfiction type of person, but there's an Ooh. author who is really good at it named Eric Larson. That's Eric with a K. Larson with one S. Um, and he has a new book coming out, which um, all of his books get really good reviews. This one has very similar reviews. That is about the first year of Winston Churchill's time as prime minister in England. Um, it is called The Splendid and the Vile, a saga of Churchill family and defiance during the Blitz. Um, he, he is like attention to detail in the books and the way that he just like paints a picture um, in his books where you typically already know kind of what happens because they're based on real events still are so suspenseful or so good. I have read a previous one of his books called The Devil in the White City. We were literally talking about this yesterday. What? Like, I forgot why it came up. I think Oh, I know why. We're listening to the Josh Gad episode of Armchair Exports. Okay. Exports? Armchair Exports, which is a completely different uh, podcast podcast about about the furniture industry. Um, No, but we were talking about it, and Tara was asking if she'd like it, because she likes a lot of uh, true crime stuff. And I remember I had it on Nook or something. I started reading, and I didn't finish it. I think I'd probably like it a little more now. His books can be a little dense. I've been trying to read Dead Wake for four years. Um, and I'm, this year is the year I'm deciding I'm going to like read it and finish it. That book is about the sinking of the Lusitania. Um, Did you read In the Garden of the Beasts? Um, I, 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 I started In the Garden of Beasts. And 
like put it down <laughs> and never picked it back up. So I, I need to. Um, so guys, if you're looking for a book to start. Uh... <laughs> but Devil in the White City is fantastic and gripping. And I also kind of feel bad for Eric Larson because I feel like he can't ever read for pleasure because he got the idea for Dead Wake about the sinking of the Lusitania in a break between books and then just happened across like an article of the Lusitania and was like, I want to learn more and then had a mm-hmm. whole other book. So I'm like, it must be exhausting to be you, Eric Larson. But I don't know. His research is so good. He just really makes everything really interesting. You always wind up learning a lot more about a time period that you already kind of knew about. Um, again, Devil in the White City is probably a book I think about at least a few times a month. And I read it, I don't know, six years ago. So um, anyway, Eric Larson, check out his books. The new one is supposed to be just as good as all of the others. Um, so Devil in the White City, your boy, uh, what do you call him? Leo DC? LDC? LDC. Oh, yes. LDC. LDC uh, has the film rights to this, and they were trying to make a movie with Martin Scorsese, but apparently in 2019, they changed over to they're both executive producing a series on Hulu. I was going to say, it's... I think all of his books are way too dense and long to be a movie. I think they have to be a series. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm glad that things like Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu are exist for, you know, as a avenue for those types of things. Um, but, yeah. I mean, Devil in the White City is about, like, honestly, kind of the most prolific um, serial killer in America called um, H.H. Holmes or H.E. Holmes or something? H.H. H.H. Holmes. Okay. There is an episode of Supernatural where they fight his ghost. Oh, Lord. Um... <laughs> But anyway, but at the same time, it's also about the Chicago World's Fair. Um, and because he lived in Chicago at the time. And it is, but it's also like terrifying at times. So anyway, mm-hmm. Eric Larson books. He's written probably a dozen. Um, when I did a search for what this one was called, I brought up all these from pre-2010 that I didn't even know he'd written. So you'll probably find one about a topic you're interested in. And then you'll just go down a rabbit hole of Eric Larson books. So Yeah, guys, uh, check it out. Let us know what you think. And honestly, if you have other book recommendations shoot them at us uh, especially if they have dragons or lasers at them okay, that's but, but, my... no, but, but not not me no that's not let, no that is not what i am interested in so uh... let let yeah get a pro wrestling book for laurel but until then i'm ryan i'm the long-suffering laurel <laughs> and we're listening bye y'all